Welcome to The Playlist Podcast, a weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this episode, I'm joined by one of my regular co-hosts, Mike D'Angelo. Are you ready to talk about stool pigeons and daddy issues? Yeah, and darkness. Darkness. No parents. (laughs) Orphans. (laughs) After years of speculation and pandemic delays, we're finally here to discuss perhaps the most anticipated superhero film of 2022, The Batman. A full decade after Christopher Nolan ended his Dark Knight trilogy, WB has handed the reins over to Matt Reeves of the Planet of the Apes films to reboot the character with Robert Pattinson under the cowl. And as we do with these sorts of episodes, we're going to start by giving you our non-spoiler thoughts on the film and let you know what we think. Then we're going to transition to a spoiler discussion where we do a deep dive into the nitty gritty. And let's just say there's a lot of grit to get through. (laughs) But before we get to our discussion of the Batman, guys, tell you the playlist podcast, part of the playlist podcast network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, The Discourse, Binge Worthy, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, anywhere else you find your favorite shows. And speaking of other podcasts, Mike, you've been very busy over the past couple of weeks, haven't you? Sure have. You've concluded yeah. <laughs> your run on Yellowstoners, but you replaced it with Bingeworthy, where you yes. and Rodrigo talk about TV shows just in general, right? Yeah, now we don't have to, to stick to Taylor Sheridan shows. We can talk about whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And you ended Yellowstoners on a bang, so. Yeah, oh, man. I can't tell you how much I cried during 1883, fin- <laughs> the, the finale for that show, man. Oh, boy. It, it got me. It got me. Well, that's good. Well, you can listen to the, the final episode of Yellow Stunners, and you have at least three episodes of Binge Worthy already where you have some interviews. And then you're still doing the discourse where we just put up an episode where you talk to Taika Watiti. Yes, indeed. Taika Watiti awesome. and Reese, Reese Darby. Yeah. Yeah. Of Our Flag Means Death. Yes. So lots of lots of Mike D'Angelo on the playlist podcast news. Almost or, too uh, much. So much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's good. You're good at (laughs) interviews and uh, you and Rodrigo have fun talking about TV um, because you guys watch a lot of TV. So that's good. That's true. But there's there might be too much these days, but let's get into the Batman. Oh, okay, Way too much TV. But yeah, that's a maybe we'll talk about that a little later because it does Mm -hmm. have some Batman uh, discussion correlations here. (laughs) But I see uh, you can get the rest of those podcasts wherever, you know, you're listening to us. Just part of the feed. So just check it out. Now, as we said above, we're going to start by talking about some non-spoiler talk um, so you can get our general thoughts on the film without diving into any details. But before I ask your thoughts, here's a quick synopsis for those listening who might not know what we're talking about. Apparently you live in a cave. Um, The Batman cave. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah. The joke in the movie. (laughs) There's a, there's a bat cave joke. Anyway, uh, the Batman is directed by Matt Reeves, stars Robert Pattinson as Batman slash Bruce Wayne, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman slash Selena Kyle. Paul Dano, which I found out is how you really pronounce the last name, go figure, as the Riddler. Did you know that, by the way? Dano and not Dano? I've been kind of waffling back and forth, and no one has called me on either one, so I just keep going back and forth because I don't know which one was right. There was an interview in, yeah, there's an interview in like THR or Variety or something where they're talking to him, and they said it rhymes with Drano. I was like, Hmm. no shit, go figure. (laughs) So Paul Dano. Or is it Drano? Do you really pronounce that Drano? (laughs) If you pronounce it Drano, then yes, it's still Dano. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he's the Riddler. Colin Farrell's the Penguin. Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. And Andy Serkis as Alfred Pennyworth. Uh, The film picks up in year two of the Batman's campaign against crime as he begins to investigate a string of murders accompanied by riddles left at the crime scene. And that's where the fun kicks off. So 
Yes. Uh, Mike, to pull back the curtain for these listeners, you were able to see the film a few days before me, and your two-word review to me was literally fucking outstanding. Yeah. To elaborate. Yes, I really loved it, but I'll also reveal my bias here. Batman '89 is basically, you know, it, it was a movie that changed my life because at four or five years old, it basically established my lifelong fascination and obsession with superheroes as a child so i have an extreme soft spot for the batman in general the dark knight is probably one of my most rewatched movies of all time i've probably read more batman comics than any any other superhero um so to say that this was probably at the top of my anticipated list was putting it lightly uh understating things a bit plus on top of that i love matt reeves i don't think he's made a bad film in his career i've become a huge fan of Robert Pattinson in the years that he's tried to, let's say, counteract Twilight. Um, so I guess to, you to know, talk about Matt Reeves, I got to interrupt you. Yeah. Are you telling me that you are a huge fan of The Paul Bear from 1996 starring David Schwimmer? <laughs> okay. Everything I've seen and I have not seen actually. Oh, come on. I you like saw I the Paul might Bear. have seen The Paul Bear. Yeah. I don't know. It's terrible. But, terrible. But either way, I, I, my awareness of him started at Cloverfield. So that's yeah. kind of where I was going back to. You're a bandwagon Matt Reeves guy. <laughs> totally bandwagon. <laughs> bandwagon. 11808 all the way. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it wasn't really a surprise that I loved the movie. Um, and I knew I would at least like it, but I didn't really have high hopes of it being anywhere near like where I put The Dark Knight or Batman 89. Just because I, I rewatched them prior to my screening and I was just like there's no way there's just no way and yet walking out of the theater last week I was just kind of blown away it was advertised like leading up to it it was advertised as this mix of David Fincher's seven slash Zodiac you know the good serial killer films that he made but you know with Batman dropped in the middle of it and it very much is that it is as advertised you know plus there's a whole Gotham criminal underworld element that's kind of thrown in the mix that allows them to incorporate a bunch of, you know, other famous Batman characters. But the thing that really like impressed me with the Batman isn't that it finally made Batman the world's greatest detective that we know him to be, which is great, or that they finally made a Catwoman that was a complete character, shots fired, or pivot the Riddler into a serial killer, which makes total sense. And Paul Dano, Dano is great. Um, it, it's just, uh, it, it was the the way Matt Reeves and company were able to create a completely immersive Gotham City in a totally unique way, which is very much indebted to Michael Giacchino's score and Greg Fraser's absolutely gorgeous cinematography. Um, it was just like the world of it is so rich and complete that I didn't want to leave even after like three hours with a borderline exploding bladder i still wanted to stay and just kind of live in the gotham city that they'd created and yes pattinson is great yes colin farrell and and zoe kravitz and paul dano and jeffrey wright and john Turturro and andy circus everybody is perfectly cast but gotham i think is the real star um and it makes the batman unique and it makes me excited for what comes next with either the penguin or the arkham series that they've announced or kind of hinted at or the inevitable sequel that will already probably has been secretly greenlit, but does it dip towards the end, you know, in the third act? Sure. Does it have nitpicky plot bits? Is it overly dark? Yes. But overall I was totally engrossed as an audience member and like 
totally thrilled as a Batman fan. So time will tell. And I know these are completely fighting words, but I genuinely think it stands shoulder to shoulder with the Dark Knight. Yeah. Okay. So um, I will say you can't undermine my arguments by saying that they're nitpicks because <laughs> I have some <laughs> some real issues with this movie, which is surprising to me because I think Rodrigo even said this in, in one of our chats, but I'm like the resident comic book guy at the playlist. And I was just all about this movie from, from jump once, once Matt Reeves was announced and once Ben Affleck was gone, I'm like, yes. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I've been looking forward to this movie for, for what, four years, five years now. It's pretty long time, but I mean, let's face it. Anyone says we're making a Batman movie. You and I are, are very much there. Unless it's Zack Snyder, but that's, that's a long digression. We are not going to get into, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I would see anything with Batman in it. That mm-hmm. said, um, not that I had super high hopes because like you, I was, I was tempering my expectations. Cause I'm like, okay, Christopher Nolan's really kind of set the bar with the dark Knight. Batman 89, like you, I have super fond memories as a kid. Um, I remember waiting in line with my uncle to see this movie. I remember buying a full replica cowl that was way too big for my head. Um, I, yep. I, I, Batman 89 just, and, and Batman Returns hold special places in my heart. So I, I, knew, I was going in saying like, I just want a good Batman thing. Here's the other thing too. As much as I love Batman, I also hate Batman. And I, <laughs> I, I hate Batman in the sense that I, I don't think he's a, a hero. I think he's kind of like on. The, oh, he's an this, insane person. Yeah. He's, a, he's a mental case who is just one, you know, one bad day away from being like the Punisher, basically. <laughs> so in that sense, when you have like, Batman stories, kind of like what uh, Zack Snyder did or, or the later uh, Schumacher movies where they're just like, he's a cool guy and, you know, he makes quips and stuff. I'm just, I'm checked out. I'm like, yeah, that's not Batman because that just doesn't ring true. Yeah. So all that preamble out of the way, I really like this movie, but it has some serious issues. I serious see, issues serious issues i see people with like these rave reviews saying a plus the best comic book movie ever the future of comic book movies matt reeves is kind of you know like what you're saying he's, he's up there with nolan blah 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 um i i the jury's still out for me okay and i think the more i sit with this movie the more i'm gonna have issues with it um particularly uh the first hour and a half to hour and 45 minutes of this movie works like gangbusters oh it, i was gonna say if you insult the first bit there that is no amazing no, no it's it's incredible it's yes. nothing short of incredible the the acting just everything the tone as you were saying the cinematography the music just everything's firing on all cylinders and uh we'll get into the spoiler section where i, where I dive deeper into my my structural issues with this movie but let's just say that there's something that happens about halfway to two-thirds through this movie where I just, I start to feel the length and it starts to just start treading water for me. And it just, it starts to, to run long. And I felt all three hours of this movie. Mm. Um, it felt like the first like two hours were like 30 minutes and the last hour was like two hours. Like it was just, <laughs> it was this weird thing where just all the momentum seems to just kind of leave and everything as great as it is, it just starts getting repetitive and there are some some story issues and the way that Reeves crafts this story where I'm just like, 
okay. <laughs> you know, you can see it a mile away. You, there's mm-hmm. really no surprises in this movie. That's another kind of bummer. Um, if you've yeah. seen trailers, you, you've, you've seen a lot of this. And we'll, we'll dive more into that again in spoilers. But let's just say there, there's nothing. It's funny that we even have a spoiler section of this review because I would argue that there aren't really spoilers. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of know everything. You know who the Riddler is. You know who Catwoman is. You know all these people because they're all over the marketing, all over the posters. Yes, but even so, in context, like everything works, oh, I think, no. a lot better than it does in the trailers. Right. Yeah. I just, I think that, um, I just think that if you're going in and thinking like this is a Marvel movie where they showed you the first act of the movie and just you're uh, going to be like mind blown at the last act or like the third act, you're not. Yeah. Um, There's no big what's in the box moment. No, mm-hmm. no. And, and, and that's not a fault of Reeves. That's not a fault of anybody but the studio and the marketing department. That said, it just kind of highlights this issue I have with the movie overall, where it just doesn't go anywhere I didn't think it was going to go. Um, I feel like we all knew what to expect with this movie. We've heard the allusions, like you said, to Seven, Zodiac, and Reeves wears those inspirations on the sleeve. Like, it's there. It's mm-hmm. obvious, um, especially the, the Fincher stuff. Yes. You know from seeing the trailers, you know what this tone's going to be. You know what the music's going to be. And you go in and, and, and all of that's great, but it just doesn't have that kind of oomph, that, that last thing to really seal the deal for me, to put it over the edge to where I'm like, this is like a landmark superhero movie. So it may sound like I'm being a little harsh on it. I'm, I'm really at the B or B plus rating right now. So I'm still super high on the movie. But this is not an A for me. This isn't a slam dunk yet. Um, I Again, when we talk spoilers, I can talk more about what it needs to do for me in the future. But this is this is a great foundation, kind of like Batman Begins for me um, in Nolan's thing. And I really think he'll hit Reeves and Pattinson and the whole cast will really hit their stride the next go around. Um, Especially if they do Court of Owls, which they I, we'll do. We'll get into all that. But yeah, because uh, we'll... If you are a Batman comic book nerd, stick with us because we're going to really get into that that whole thing <laughs> and the rumors and the things that didn't pan out because that's also super interesting to me because um, I think there are some rumors that would have worked really well that didn't happen in the movie. But anyway, so see, maybe that's a, that's a, a thing of expectations because I avoided rumors like the plague for this movie. Well, so. yeah, sure. But also, it's just I can't I can't this movie isn't released in a vacuum. I can't sure. go into it without my knowledge of the comic books. And even oh, yeah, if I yeah, didn't yeah. see the rumors, I still would have been like, are they going here? Are they going there? You, you just can't help but like have that knowledge whenever I watch these movies. Yeah. Um, like, oh, I bet you that's that's so-and-so, you know? Anyway, uh, we're dancing around spoilers. So-and-so indeed, yes. Yeah, and, and that's that's really annoying for people. So we're gonna we're gonna hedge and we're I'm sorry, we're gonna just hold on to that discussion for later. Um, I want to to talk about a couple things that I think might actually uh surprise people that aren't spoilery um and the biggest surprise for me i think and and you can maybe tell me if this surprised you was how little bruce wayne is in this movie because pattinson's in this suit a lot i was actually kind of happy to see that because it gave you a ton of him like being detective batman and i was really pumped to see that and I, i mean in this iteration are we in spoilers no no okay but well, I just I, I just wanted to say that, like, you know, this is not in, in like Batman 89. There are long segments where it's just a Bruce Wayne show. And and I think like directors previously just were like, you know, let's just we got to do both. Right. 
And yeah. I really am shocked that, that Matt Reeves is like, no, this is a Batman movie. Yeah, it's kind of built into who Bruce is as a character at this point. Yeah. Like, he doesn't believe that he is Bruce Wayne at all. He, yeah. He just wants to be the Batman, and that makes sense within the context. Of Were the you okay with that? Mm-hmm. Were you okay with just a lot of Batman and less Bruce Wayne this go-round? Yeah, there are a lot of people that I've been seeing, like, saying, where's the, the billionaire playboy kind of thing? And that doesn't strike me no, no. off at all, because that's just not who he is at this point. He might turn no. into that. He might become that, you know, billionaire playboy and learn to play both sides. But I don't, he's just, he's got one thing on his mind. So that, that makes total sense for me here. Yeah. And, and one other thing I want to ask you uh, before we get, well, a couple of things before we get to the spoilers, but uh, did any of the cast surprise you? Because we knew these, these cast members for a long time. And for me, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed Penguin in this movie. Oh man. Um, I really, I almost wish they wouldn't have said it's Colin Farrell just to see yeah, yeah. who could figure it out. Cause you cannot tell. No, you no, there were, there were moments where I'm just staring at the makeup, like find a fault and you yes. really can't, it's, it's super good makeup. Um, which you come to expect in a $200 million movie. But uh, to me, Penguin, just as a character, he's fully formed, which I was yeah. shocked about because I'd, I'd seen Farrell had said like, he's only in it for like five scenes, which don't, don't believe the hype. He's, he's a, a steady character. Some, yeah. Those are some big five scenes. Yeah. And, and I was just shocked at how he was able to do so much as a supporting character. Um, mm-hmm. Cause this is not Batman returns where Danny DeVito's chewing, chewing scenery left and right. This is, you know, Colin Farrell just pops in every now and then, and he just steals every scene that he's in. Um, yeah, it's great. It was to me that was the shock. But did anybody else surprise you? Uh, I can't really say who okay. surprised me and in what way they surprised me. Okay, there was Fair one enough. specific one, and I, and you know what I'm talking about. Okay, all right, we'll get to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, so battering to your head, tell me where this film ranks among your Batman movies. Uh, it's hard to rank it right now. I really want to see it like no, no, two or three times. No cop out. You got to give me a rank. I mean, just for now, I'm going to put Dark Knight as number one. Okay. And this is number two. Fair enough. See, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Batman Begins, Batman 89, those are very close for me because I just love those movies. But either way, this is very, very good. I, I, I don't know. I can't fault it much for me. Okay. And, and as, again, as much as I poo-poo this, I think this is right up there with Dark Knight um, and, and slightly above whatever Tim Burton did. And, and what, it's, what it does that Tim Burton didn't have a chance to do is it really does go deeper into the psychology. I know this is all yes. like we're- Psychology we're and character. It's just, it's given yeah. a chance to do more. Back, yeah. back then they can't, they couldn't do that. And, and it, it allows, this is not, so Batman movies have a, a tendency to be overshadowed. Like Batman has a tendency to be overshadowed. Um, and in this movie, I'd argue that Pattinson's kind of, you know, front and center, the star and, and never once is overshadowed, um, hmm. which is good. I mean, now, Dano okay. does a, a really good job as well. Sure, sure, sure. But I, mm, yeah, we'll get into that more. <laughs> so yeah, we're uh, apparently there are quite a few spoilers. Uh, we definitely don't want to, uh, you know, ruin your enjoyment of the movie by by giving stuff away. So we may be uber cautious here. But yeah. either way, the gist of our recommendations and yeah. our rankings. So if you're why don't a, we just jump into it? Yeah, if you're a fan of Batman, go see this freaking movie. Come on, what are yeah. you doing with your life? And yeah. if you're a fan of uh, newer, interesting takes on the superhero genre, give this one a whirl because as much as I 
I, I don't think it's as revolutionary as some might. I do think that this is a wholly unique uh, mm-hmm. take on the superior genre, which is yeah. um, kind of a, a nice thing in a world of Marvel Studios. So yeah. Yeah. I did sit next to, uh, I will say, an unnamed older critic in Chicago who really, really enjoyed it and isn't generally, gener- generally into this kind of thing. So uh, agreed. I thanks for bringing that up because I sat next to a thing. I had to wait until a fan screening. Um, and yeah, I'm curious how how a real audience reacted to this. I'll get I'll get more into it in the spoilers. I'll you know where the the big pops were. But mm-hmm. uh, the guy who sat next to me uh, fell asleep and started snoring. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> that happened to me in Uncharted, but I didn't blame him. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're gonna pause for a few seconds so we can transition to spoiler talk. So stick around. Fear is a tool. When that light hits the sky, it's not just a goal. It's a warning. So let's uh, begin our spoiler discussion with something that really disappointed me. Um, Let's Mm -hmm. talk about trailers and how WB put everything in the trailers for this movie. Um, So, Mike, do you think this... uh, I assume you've noticed that the trailers had basically beat for beat all the good stuff and uh do you think this is because wb was worried about how different this film is so they're desperate to hit all those like iconic batman imagery things yeah i mean it's just a matter of putting it all on the field to get bodies in the seats and yeah i get it from a marketing standpoint and it is a bit disappointing but for me like all the stuff that was in the trailers worked better in context especially like the batmobile scene okay so let's talk about that batmobile scene because that i think is the epitome of my disappointment here really i I really love the scene where the batmobile like revs for the first time holy fuck was that that's really cool (laughs) but then the whole uh chase we know how it ends Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like takes away that sort of tension. Like we know that Penguin's going to flip his car. We know that Batman's going to bust through the flames in this like super cool uh, shot. And then we know it's going to, the music's going to swell as he walks in slow motion. Um, it so still worked for me. It really works. Well. It works, but it would have blown the roof off every screening if yeah. we didn't know that was coming. The same could be said about like some great shots that are, uh, out of context completely in the trailer, but, you know, just would have worked better as, as like a beautiful image, like the scene in the, uh, towards the end when he's leading the people through the flood mm-hmm. uh, and you see this like top down shot and it's red and black and it's just really cool. Um, I wish that would have been saved. Uh, the same with some of the Riddler stuff. Um, the scene where Coulson's, uh, you know, got the the cell phone strapped to his hand, stuff like that. I just, yeah, yeah. I really wish that they would have just saved something. Um, I mean, I would argue all that stuff, like a trailer doesn't ultimately ruin the movie. It may ruin the first experience a bit, but as time goes on, I think the movie's just going to stand on its own as, as what it is. Yeah. I just, I, I, again, we, we, this movie wasn't released in a vacuum and we can compare it to, to other superhero movies and other blockbuster marketing campaigns. And Marvel Mm, just has it figured out. And you go into something like Endgame or you go into even uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. They sat on what would have been the biggest spoilers ever for years. You know, they they could have easily just given us the three Spider-Men at the end of a trailer and people would have just lost their shit. 
Yeah. But they didn't. And I just wish that they would have had just a, just a little more restraint, believe mm-hmm. in the tone, believe in the, the, the quiet aspect of this movie and just and save some man. It, well, one thing we know about Warner brothers is they're never subtle. I know. I know. Put you <laughs> over the head. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk about my main issue with this movie too. Mm. So, so here's where I, I hinted at it in the, the non-spoiler discussion, but this movie worked really, really well up until that Gil Co- Colson scene. Um, really? That's for, when you dropped off. I, I loved it. I loved even the explosion at the end, right? Mm-hmm. But then it, to me, that's kind of the crescendo of the Riddler story. Oh, where not for me. It, well, I mean, not in context. Obviously, it's not the crescendo, but it should have been. That to me was like the most shocking death, the most like high stakes, the most tense. And then they have more after that. And then there's more of the rat discussion. How many, I, I joked about it in the, the intro, but the stool pigeon thing. How many times do we have Colson or not Colson, uh, Gordon and, and Batman asking what birds can fly and not fly? <laughs> you know, like these are things where it's just like, we get it, right? The rat is bird related. And you clearly have a bunch of bird named people in your mm-hmm. Batman movie. Mm-hmm. It just, it got to the point where I'm just like, dude, just fucking tell me the rat. You know, <laughs> tell me the rat. Stop teasing me with this rat shit. Stop telling me that it's the penguin and then say, nope, it's not the penguin. Because we knew if you pay attention well, to the movie, it's either Falcone or the penguin. Don't don't give me both. You know, that wasn't the time for a red herring. It, to me, it just destroyed the momentum. I disagree. I, I really enjoyed the detective of it all and, and finding like going weaving in and out and finding, you know, suspects oh, and red I, I enjoyed the first two hours of that hour and 40 minutes of that <laughs> but at some point there are only so many ciphers there are only so many, you know like you just you got to get to the point to me it felt just like a bunch of fat like it could have been trimmed it could have just you know to keep it moving because then what i didn't know is that once they catch the riddler that's just you know set up for the big finale yeah. and and it felt like to me that Reeves was following kind of the blueprint of Nolan, uh, his Batman movies, which I think if anybody can talk shit about Nolan movie, the Batman movies, especially Dark Knight, it's that it doesn't know when to end. <laughs> and this I movie mean, just doesn't know when to end. It does, yeah, have some iffy moments towards the end of Dark Knight and, and this as well, where it's kind of like, okay, we have to do our superhero Batman saving the day thing. Um, where it may have been better if they'd they'd chosen like a ballsier kind of end point but oh yeah if they would have ended at the flood i would have been like holy shit you know (laughs) like batman failed how cool is that but Mm, no i wouldn't necessarily want to see him fail outright maybe you know later on where the first movie just out the gate feels kind of weird well so here's the thing Mm. if you end with the, the the flooding and you still have him rescue people out of the out of the Madison Square Garden ripoff, Gotham Square Garden, whatever it's called, that still would have had the endpoint. You wouldn't have had to fight the multi Riddler thing, which mm-hmm. I thought was just like so lazy. But <laughs> like they don't set up this whole, you know, he's got a fan base until the very end. And then suddenly mm-hmm. we're to believe that there are dozens of fake Riddlers ready to go. I don't know. I don't, that part I thought was 
very realistic, to be honest. Realistic, sure. <laughs> but also give me some setup. Don't just sure. say like, oh, we caught the Riddler. But guess what? He's got 500 fans. Like, I mean, I, that didn't rub for me. Uh, I didn't. It just it felt like, OK, well, Reeves wanted to catch the Riddler, but that was kind of a, an anticlimax. So we have to have Batman swing from the rafters and fight like a bunch of dudes one more time. Mm-hmm. And I just I was just kind of like, OK, just get to the end. <laughs> I really was. And it was a bummer because up until that point, you know, I was I was totally in it. And and I didn't need the Selena Kyle reveal. OK, uh, that, I, I, I thought Falcone's that was forced. Daughter. Yeah, it, it, it again, didn't pay off in any meaningful way. Um, and yeah, I was just I was just like, OK, we're spinning our wheels. Let's just get to the end now. That's I wanted more Paul Dano. And he was he was gone for long stretches of time, um, which was surprising to me as well. OK, I mean, <laughs> a lot of that didn't really rub me at all, but that's OK if, if that's what what got to you it was it was just because so you know i'm i'm watching this movie and it's moving along at this great clip we're getting all this like great batman stuff or we're investigating and then he just kept investigating and kept investigating and kept going to the stupid bat signal and i was just like can we can we catch the riddler already we know it's (laughs) paul dano we know what he looks like you're not Mm -hmm. like you know okay anyway all right all right Fair enough. <laughs> Did you have any any issues with the movie that you weren't able to talk about before? Um, it, there is the the Arkham scene of it all. Oh, with, okay. Do you want to skip to the end? Boy. I mean, is that really the end? I mean, it's well, before uh, well, the big climax. I okay. Suppose. So here, let's let's set it. Let's set the stage for people. Um, there isn't like a post credit scene in that strict sense, but there is a tag um, and it's not at the very, very end. Um, it's kind of just sandwiched into to kind of put the bow on Paul Dano's um, character arc and set up, you know, what can be in the future. And so again, to set it up all there, there were rumors beforehand that Barry Keegan was going to play the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was listed in the character or in the cast listing with some like, you know, stupid police name or whatever. Unseen you know. Arkham prisoner. Well, no, no, no. I mean, in, in beforehand, ah, they were it. saying he was like some like police officer, or whatever, you know, that sort of con thing. And turns out he is for all intents and purposes, the Joker. They could, they could write themselves out of it if they really wanted to, because they don't name him. Um, but it's clear he's the Joker. He laughs. He's got like a deformed, they're going with the whole acid accident leading to like a deformed smile. Um, it's very kind of over the top in that sense. But for me, uh, I don't know if this is your issue with it, but for me, it felt like a Marvel MCU thing thrown into Matt Reeves movie. And yeah, it, just it was an unnecessary right. scene. And yeah. I also didn't like his take on the character. Uh, it's hard like, to say. He's behind I mean, a door. Yes, you don't even get to see him. One scene behind a door, but I didn't like the voice he chose. I didn't like the laugh. <laughs> I didn't like any any choices they were really making. Um, so ultimately, I, I heard they were waffling back and forth on cutting the scene. I would have cut the scene. Absolutely. Um I just think yeah, it's extreme. It's just unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, it's unnecessary. As as good as, as Barry Keegan is, he was our favorite part of eternals um 
he is a a really good actor and Mm -hmm. i think can be a really good joker i think he's kind of an inspired choice for joker um i was all for it before i saw what the choice was i i really i don't think it's fair to to judge his performance at all um he's got you know a stupid joke and his laugh is kind of subdued and and more of a, a a mix of ledger and um and uh stupid uh what's his name no not leto god no uh joaquin joaquin sure where you know it's this kind of it's more of a laugh it's not like super over the top or anything um and yeah i just i don't need it i don't need joker um you really don't need him in the next movie at all well that's what i was going to ask you do you think that they're setting up joker for the next movie or the trilogy ending movie or or where where are we going to see this because you don't bring barry keegan in here and tease this if you're not Mm -hmm. planning for something i mean if they do the joker i hope he's not like the main villain i hope it's kind of like they have a multiple villains and he's just not the the main dude um which you know might be shortchanging the joker as a character in this universe but i'm just not interested in seeing another take right now uh, I'm I, much more interested in seeing things we haven't seen before, like yeah. the owls, right? Which would so, fit like a glove. I mean, eh, hand and glove. Here. I, they should have done it in this movie. Um, eh, so, if you I don't think, know, what we're talking need to about establish him a bit more. I, I think if you don't know, what we're talking about the. There were a lot of people because it was clear from the the marketing of this movie they were talking about the real story of Gotham, mm-hmm. and in the comic books they they just they kind of i guess fairly recently within the last decade um introduced this idea of the core of the owls and kind of like who the the correct me if i'm wrong they're basically kind of like the illuminati of gotham it's like yeah the rich and powerful who've run things behind the scenes yeah. um and and the there's even um you know a, a costume character that is part of this that is a pretty good foe for batman and a lot of people were, were like oh they're gonna show up clearly that's what they're setting up and instead it's kind of a uh, a fairly run-of-the-mill you know mobsters control the city sort of story bit of a mm-hmm. letdown and and that's what i was talking about in the non-spoiler section is you know if you're a fan of the comics and you're like oh this is this is what they're setting up i bet and then they don't and you're just kind of like oh okay yeah i would have liked a nod to it or something but i'm not gonna nitpick and say they didn't do a quarterly owls reference i don't really care they, i don't need get a to reference. it if they I, need to i just think it would have been cooler if that was the story um but you know i kind of like the what they stuck to yeah i i'm kind of i'm kind of sick of the you know my dad was secretly bad thing in superhero (laughs) movies they did this with spider-man with the amazing series and it's just like you know i don't i don't need the real history of the waynes you know Mm. okay especially because joker kind of had the the waynes be kind of dicks in that movie just anyway (laughs) yeah i didn't i didn't need more of that um and that whole like let's all throw it in in the final act thing with the falcons and the waynes i was just i was at that point i was just like let's wrap it up guys but yeah Yeah, i was still in um any other issues with the movie that you had uh i was a bit confused just logistically with you know what exactly happened to him that knocked him for a loop that an adrenaline shot was able to kind of uh, knock uh, him back for. I I didn't quite understand that, but I I was willing to just roll with it. Yeah, um, I kind of I kind of dug that though. I kind of mm-hmm. dug that they they had the um because for a lot of the movie he's shooting his little um his what do you call it? What's that gun called? Pew pew. 
No, no, no. His <laughs> his stupid like uh his climbing gun. His grappling hook grappling or the batarang yeah. or whatever. Whatever it is. It. He's he's shooting that a lot. That's kind of his go-to move, which is cool. But I like seeing at the end that they have the utility belt there, you know. Mm-hmm. And and you kind of don't need to know, except it's he's basically like roiding out for a second there. I kind of mm-hmm. dug it. I was like, I mean, kind of I, cool did, I didn't mind the moment, but I was kind of confused as to what exactly happened that I thought he got shot and then he, and but apparently not. Oh, he I gets shot. But apparently it didn't hurt him. No, <laughs> he was shot like a million times in this movie. He's oh, got like yeah, the yeah, best yeah, yeah, armor. Yeah, yeah but I, I thought it like pierced the armor, but I it didn't. There no. was no evidence to that. No, I think it's just like one of those things where in movies you see like shotgun blast hit like Kevlar and it just kind of knocks the wind out of him for a second. Got it. Got I think it. that's kind of what it was. Um, no, he he yeah. shot so many times in this movie. Yeah, like, he really is. He is not good at dodging. Um, <laughs> he doesn't care to dodge. <laughs> well, that's the thing which I think is interesting about the fight scenes. I thought the fight scenes were pretty great uh, oh, for yeah. the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like that he's still learning. Uh, he's still just kind of like throwing his body into shit without even thinking about the consequences, yes. um, which is kind of cool. I, yeah. I thought that was one thing that they skipped to in the Nolan movies a bit too quickly was this whole like, oh, he was trained by a ninja assassin. So he's a great fighter. You know, mm. in this movie, he's he's clearly a good fighter, but yes. he gets he gets his ass handed to him a couple of times. Oh, yeah. He takes some hits for sure. Yeah, and anybody with a gun's got a fair shot at him. Um, mm-hmm. They should shoot him in the face. But, um, they go <laughs> for the chest. Real here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you see a guy with armor, you're shooting him in the face, right? Like that's what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That would have been a very shocking end. I would have, I would have praised this movie from now until the day I die for being the ballsiest Batman movie ever. <laughs> if they blow his head off at the end, like, but you know, this isn't the boys. So for sure, for sure. But I, uh, I really, really loved how they established both the Riddler, the opening scene, and then they move right into establishing like Gotham and Batman's effect on it and just introducing him in that first like big sequence. That was, ooh, oh man, that's amazing stuff. Yeah. So before I get to the stuff I really like, I have one more nitpick. And this I do think is a bit of a nitpick. So you'll probably yeah, roll your hit eyes. Me, hit me. Uh, the recycled shots. He has a lot of recycled shots in this movie. Um, Meaning what? too many uh, uh, whenever we go to the bat signal it's like the same angle the same shot same time of day and and we go to the bat signal a lot there's a lot of like shots of the feet walking slowly through puddles you know mm-hmm. and it just it, at the end i just started noticing them and if i start noticing your shots are repeating that either means your your pacing's off and I, i'm starting to just overanalyze or you really need to just mix things up a bit um I don't know if part of it was like COVID shooting and it's just easier to shoot scenes at the bat signal with two people talking to each other or what, but there were issues with me with where I'm just noticing a lot of the same shot and the same angle. And yeah, I didn't notice that, but maybe I will the second time around. Um, Okay. So yeah, let's talk about Dano. Mm. For me, uh, as much as I liked Colin Farrell, he's only a supporting character for me. Paul Dano is kind of the MVP of this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, his performance goes all the way from creepy and menacing to like delightfully over the top. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and he picks his places, right? And he's really good at picking his places. And, and you can tell he's having a blast. Um, so what do you think of, of what he brought to the Riddler? Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, uh, agreed on all points, very menacing at the beginning, scary. Like that introduction scene was downright scary. 
Oh, they um, shoot it like a horror movie. Yeah. That whole yeah. like guy walks away and in the shadows, the killer. Like it's like, yeah, great yeah. stuff. I was like, fuck yeah. As soon as that happened. Um, but yeah, it, his introduction is great. And then, yeah, once you get into, you know, him being revealed and it's just Paul Dano, then he is just really chewing the scenery and going, going for it. Um, yeah. And all of it, even though it was, you know, kind of cheesy, almost it was, I thought it was really enjoyable and, and worked for the character. Yeah. My, my only issue with, with uh, the Riddler in this movie is has nothing to do with Dana's performance. It more has to do with uh, how similar the arc is to kind of like what happens to the Joker in dark Knight, where the whole movie Joker is trying to get Batman to realize that they're the same. And then mm. at the end, he's not the same. And, you know joker kind of loses his shit when he realizes that and that's kind of what happens in this is like dano is trying to to show the batman that they are the same you know and then when he realizes that uh the batman's not going to buy it that's when dano goes ape shit and it's it's really kind of cool to see him go <laughs> no 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 this isn't how it's supposed to go like that was just it was a lot of fun to see him kind of just unravel in like yeah. five seconds exactly um, yeah. What do you think of Zoe Kravitz? You said that she's given a, her chance to be like a full character. Yes. I, I mean, I really liked Catwoman. Um, I haven't loved her in any of the other movies. She's really? fine in all the other ones. Honestly, she's great in high who... fidelity. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you meant. No, I meant Catwoman as as a character. Oh, Zoe I, I thought we were talking about Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz Sorry. is wonderful. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. High I'm Fidelity is, is great. I'm kind of upset they canceled it. Yeah. Um, so but, she. you know, it gave it gave her an opportunity to do this. So, um, it, I mean, and and she is fantastic. She has uh, a full character arc, and I know you don't really like where she's connected to Falcone, but. I thought it worked for the character. I did see it coming, but it, it still worked. Um, and I, I didn't. Uh, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. It was about Catwoman being, uh, and you didn't love her in other movies. Yeah, I just didn't love love Catwoman in other movies. The decisions they made for her as a character. I mean. A lot of people go to bat for returns. I think it's a garbage movie. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> How dare you? It is all style, no substance. And there is basically no Batman for the first 40, 45 minutes. And it's it's just not a good movie. It is. Oh, it's such a good movie. Tim Burton in, indulging all the wrong things for me. Yeah, um, a little bit, but it's still lots of fun. <sighs> So, know, so I, I I agree with you. I think what Zoe Kravitz does in this movie is great. Uh, she delivers kind of a Catwoman that's unique, uh, which is super important, but also fits perfectly with the character um, as she's been written for, I don't know, 50, 60 years. Um, she's sexy. She's playful. She's capable. And she rides that line between good and evil. Nice. Uh, and that is kind of all you need to really do. Those are kind of the hallmarks of Catwoman. And surprisingly, it's very difficult, apparently, to, to bring that to uh, to live action. Because the one thing about Batman Returns is they, they really sexualize the characters so much. Oh, um, the amount of awkward sex jokes from Danny yeah. DeVito. <laughs> and then I think, like, Nolan went the exact opposite way, right? Like, he had a tendency to kind of avoid the comic books whenever he could. But... Uh, his Catwoman's barely Catwoman, right? Yeah. 
and and this though is just like the way she walked the way she talked calling people honey you know she's she's playful she's like broken and Mm -hmm. and she has to tell bruce wayne so many times i can take care of myself and she can (laughs) every time you know she's shown by herself she's fine she can do Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. uh kind of batman fucks everything up um so i really i really enjoyed her too yeah she was doing her own thing without him and i don't know that she would have ended up in the same place but i i did enjoy her arc throughout the movie yeah yeah so let's talk about the future of this just for a little Mm -hmm. bit here Mm -hmm. because I'm watching this movie and, and there were lots of downtime, uh, you know, when they're talking about <laughs> ciphers and stool pigeons. So my mind wandered a bit and I came to the realization that this is this movie is the reason why I suddenly have justification for the multiverse um, and multiversal storytelling, because this movie is going to be very interesting to see how it reacts with the general public, especially uh, how far it'll go. Like, will it make a billion or or whatever? Because this is not a movie for kids. No, um, I don't think it's a billion dollar movie just it, because it's, it's so much for a specific audience. Yeah. It really is. Right. But because they're following this up with Batgirl with bright colors and Michael Keaton, suddenly it's okay because WB's like, we got a Batman for you. If you want that, you know, and we got a Batman here for adults, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I'm like, wow, this, this is why I'm okay with, DC not being beholden to a continuity. Um, and, and do you agree with that or, you know, does it kind of bum you out? Uh, I, I agree just for the sake that this exists in its own kind of universe. And I, I like that it exists in its own universe. Um, but I also, you know, I like that there is, you know, a, a universe in which all the characters interact and I like that, that there's a, a universe where, you know, we're able to see some of the older characters that are brought back. So it's, it is kind of like them throwing whatever works or finding what sticks and against the wall and, and just running with it. Does somebody want to make a, a character-based Joker movie? Sure. Let's do that. Do you want to make a, a Batman movie? That's a, basically a David Fincher movie. Sure. Let's do that. Hey, you want the flash to bring back Michael Keaton? Why the fuck not? Uh, and they're just kind of, if it sounds like a decent idea, they're just rolling with it instead of just trying to force this square peg into a round hole with the the Snyderverse, which I'm sure we'll get a lot of hate for just for saying that it's it's not working. It, but it, it ultimately wasn't. And I was a fan more of that universe than you were, but it just, it wasn't going to go anywhere that interesting. No. No. And, the, and and for a character like Batman, when you start Batman in the later part of his career, there's nowhere to go. Um, and and this movie, above everything, shows that if you show him, you don't have to do the origin story, thank God. But mm-hmm. just like what Marvel did with Spider-Man, if you skip the origin and go to just right after that, you can have a lot of fun. Yes. Um, and And I'm happy that this exists. I'm happy that they didn't try to sanitize this. Mm-hmm. in any way to make it fit um and they're not i don't see how this could ever be in like a flash movie that's the other yeah thing. i don't yeah it's hard to see this batman interacting with any other superheroes yeah but at the well, same time it even, might be interesting down the road more so than than what nolan did i mm. think like nolan was still able to embrace the ridiculous a little bit 
Like his Batmobile yeah. is like a tank riding on rooftops, and he had like the the uh, like the what is it the the bat plane? I don't know what they called it in the movie, but you know he he went ridiculous, right? <laughs> okay. I don't I don't see I don't see Reeves ever going ridiculous, um, and I kind of think that you know, I'm okay with that <laughs> as much as mm-hmm. the comic book nerd in me is like, I would like to see what he would do as Superman. Um, I'm actually glad that I, I probably won't ever see it um, because it just, it wouldn't work. I wouldn't say you won't ever see it because God knows you're going to see it eventually. <laughs> I don't know though. If they give Reeves his three films, sure. Afterwards, maybe, but I think that, that he will go the route of Nolan and exist in his own universe and, you know, not ever leave Gotham. Um, And, and I'm okay with that. I don't need a grounded Superman. I don't need, (laughs) he, he joked about trying to find a, or I don't know if it was a joke, but he he talked about trying to find a way to do a grounded Mr. Freeze. I don't think a Mr. Freeze works in this movie. Rodrigo and I were, Rodrigo and I were joking that his Mr. Mr. Freeze is like a dude who's just perpetually cold. (laughs) Like he's just always is like adjusting the yeah he's always adjusting like the thermostat or he um, likes it cold yeah right and and so you know that that would be like the grounded Mister Freeze but I I don't think I ever want him to introduce superpowers yeah it would be a strange thing to to throw in there at least at this point but I'm not saying never I, I think eventually maybe it, it might be something that has to happen we'll see i don't know that it has to that's what i'm saying that's why i'm okay with the multiverse in this situation because if you want to do like you know the ridiculous stuff do it in batgirl do it in if you're going to still do nightwing do nightwing you know like give me keaton batman you know give me all that ridiculousness i don't need that in this story Mm -hmm. that's fair i mean i i certainly don't see it right now it would be a very very weird juxtaposition so let's talk about the not right now. Let's talk about the future because we, we talked about TV and TV is a part of this because we are going to get one, definitely probably at least two spinoff series from this. Um, the first one, I think Reeves said today, it, that's the closest to getting in front of camera is about the penguin. And it's kind of being pitched as kind of like this Scarface esque rise to power um, filling the the kind of power void that now exists in Gotham with the Penguin, which sounds really cool. Um, and Colin Farrell sold me already, so I, I'm I'm there for it. And then the second one, people are a little confused. It's it started as this idea of like a Gotham City police department thing, is what your reports are saying. Reeves says it has connections to Arkham. It sounds like it's just gonna kind of be this kind of like Gotham City sucks series. Gotham City sucks. <laughs> yeah, where it's just like every, you know, we have crazies, we have corrupt cops, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, are you okay with these? And how much is too much? Are you okay? Yeah. Should, we, should we see a lot of it? Because you know HBO Max needs the content. Right, right. I I understand where they're coming from. I love the world of Gotham. So I'm I'm tempted to just see maybe at least one series, but I don't need know that you need multiple series. Especially because, and and this has been established in the past, a, a Batman show without Batman doesn't work. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Are you maybe, talking about Gotham? <laughs> multiple other shows. Um, Batwoman? Yeah. It, yeah. And it just, I, 
why why have a batman show without batman so if they do make a penguin show i hope that they're able to at least incorporate him a little bit um and i'm okay with focusing on oz but at the same time like let's just make the next movie you know what if they said that bruce wayne was on sabbatical in like europe for three months no <laughs> Do you, does that look like the guy that's going to go on sabbatical in europe for three months <laughs> he needs to find himself and go backpacking yeah okay um yeah you know that's that is kind of going to be the elephant in the room just like we're at the point now where marvel movies have to justify why the avengers aren't called every single movie mm-hmm. a penguin show kind of does beg the question well where's batman as penguins making all these moves um I don't see Robert Pattinson being a major part in any of these series. Uh, I think they said that Jeffrey Wright is going to return for the the police one and obviously Colin Farrell for Penguin. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay with the Penguin series. I think I, like I said, I'm sold on Farrell as Oz or Penguin. Um, I kind of enjoyed the little gag where his feet were tied and he kind of waddled a little. I thought that was cute. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I kind of want to see where it goes. I, I, I just don't want this to turn into star Wars. You know, mm. I don't want yeah, this yeah, to yeah, be yeah. the Mandalorian or something where the only purpose of a penguin show is to introduce X, Y, Z character that will pay dividends in the other series, you know, yeah, let like these a baby be, penguin. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> right. But like Gotham, you know, we can't, we can't talk about, that without talking about gotham right because gotham did the penguin story already but did it poorly did everything poorly and gotham what it it lasted about half a season before it started just saying like we got to introduce everybody yeah so i i hope that they have the the composure and the uh willpower to not go for the low-hanging fruit yeah hopefully matt reeves has enough uh hand on the wheel to to make sure that doesn't happen We'll see. Again, if this movie does a billion, then I, I could see Warner saying, you do you, we'll, we'll green light whatever you want to do. If this movie struggles, then they could be, you know, we could see that dreaded Warner Brothers interference. Um, <laughs> and suddenly, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is showing up as Joker and ay, ay, ay. Uh, that wouldn't make much sense. Do you, it's talking about Joker just real quick. Do you think that uh, Barry Keegan was introduced because Reeves is like, I, I need to show my Joker before they sh- try to shoehorn somebody else. Could be. It certainly could be. But yeah. I, like I said, it was wholly unnecessary and, and not, a, not a very good peek it at his Joker. Yeah. Yeah. So are there, I know you've kind of been like, oh, I don't need these shows. But are there characters in here you definitely want to see more of? Other than Batman, obviously. I mean, I'd like to see all of them kind of move forward and see. We're not going to they... get the Batman two with all these same people. Uh, you don't think Catwoman would come? Catwoman would come back, or uh, I don't know. I don't I know. Mean, Colin Farrell might might be there. Uh, Maybe first, Dano scene. might show up. Yeah, first scene. Andy Serkis is definitely going to be there. Um, he just can't blow that man up, huh? No, not 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 at all. He's a little slow on the uptake, right? You see, fireproof. A fireproof envelope and you don't immediately think like well that's a bomb i'm <laughs> holding right like throw that shit away anyway. yeah for sure um but yeah i i i like that they're 
more multiple plot lines kind of moving forward. They're weaving a lot of characters through this, this movie. I hope they keep doing that. Um, and if that means maybe we take a step back from Catwoman for a movie, but she comes back, I'm sure. But I don't necessarily need to see a Catwoman solo kind of thing. I think we've learned our lesson there. Um, I kind of would be down for a little six episode. She talked about going to Bloodhaven, um, which is kind of like Gotham light. Um, yeah. Which would be kind of where fun. Nightwing hangs out for. Well, yeah, but Nightwing isn't in this yet. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is this a universe where a Robin can exist? Oh, I hope so. Oh my God. I hope so. So badly do I want a Robin. So my thing about Batman is one one he is a psychopath and my main argument for why he's a psychopath is he recruits like 12 and 13 year old boys and puts them in terrible positions <laughs> because of his like obsession and i so want to see matt reeves do that don't cop yeah. out don't do college age give me that 13 year old robin and just the wacky like what the hellness of it all i want to see that. <laughs> I i really want to see that yeah, that is something they comment on pretty heavily in Titans, just like the how messed up that is, and it really is that he puts everybody in. Yeah, and and, and yeah, it's so messed up. Uh, <laughs> and if this is all leading towards you know introduce Joker so they could do like Death in the Family and like the third movie, I'm all about it. Mm. Um, because that would that would be kind of a, a uh, an interesting way to to put like kind of the the cap on everything. For sure. So, yeah. Um, my thing is, is I'm typically not the guy who wants to see things expanded on all the time, mm-hmm. but I kind of, I, I don't know if the Batman two should have a lot of these people show up again. So if we're going to use them, I would like to, it would be a shame to introduce Zoe Kravitz and not give her the full on Catwoman. Um, so I, w- I wouldn't mind like a little six episode Bloodhaven thing. I'm cool with the penguin show. Um, I hope that's what's called, by the way, the Penguin Show. <laughs> the Penguin Show. I just think that'd be funny, like the Tonight Show with Oz. Um, and you know, I I don't need a Gotham PD one because that is Gotham. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't need a Villain of the Week Arkham Show or whatever. So there are there are lines I don't want them to cross, but there are enough. I think uh, there's enough fertile ground here that could be fun. Yeah, it's definitely a world I want to spend more time in. In what? capacity that that's a big question mark and not the kind of riddler question mark but uh uh, like uh, what are you going to do wb so we'll (laughs) we'll see not a riddler question mark um (laughs) is it ridiculous that he put a question mark in his coffee i thought thought that was was just going to be for the trailer but nope it's in the movie no why why would they just put that for the trailer it's kind of silly he's doing coffee art but you know it's the riddler i guess he's a little weird um (laughs) Yeah. So let's, let's wrap up here. I think we've, we've beaten this, this horse quite a bit. Um, <laughs> what are your final thoughts? Anything that you, we forgot to touch on that you want to talk about real quick? No, just reiterating that I thought it was a, a great movie. I can't wait to see it again, all three hours of it. And hopefully, you know, many more times beyond that. And I'm really looking forward to seeing more within this Gotham city, Gotham city. Yeah. I, I'm, Again, I there are major issues with this movie in particular, but none of them are like movie breaking for me. I think this is a really solid Batman movie. I think it's one of the best Batman movies because finally they're talking about how crazy this guy is. Um, <laughs> I am a little worried that they might go full hero in the second movie. They kind of tee that up. I hope that's not the case. 
Mm. I want to see young Robin get brutalized. Uh, that sounds terrible, <laughs> but I think it needs to be part of the character. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board with the sequel. And I have full faith that even if they do Joker, I think that Reeves has a, a trick up his sleeve. So I'm here so. for it. Yeah, I, I hope Reeves does come back because if they like switch oh, it already, I'd be so upset. This guy has proven that he's willing to stick with a franchise for like years. So, and <laughs> and I don't think his next one will take five years to get going. I think that they'll try to green light this and get this going like within a year. Um, not to release, but you know, every two years, every three years, they need a Batman movie now. I'm sure so, they're they're trying. Um, and my final thought is is uh, again, I'm I'm real interested to see how fans are going to react to this movie. Not just fans, but more so the general public because the fan reaction was much more muted. Uh, in my fan event thing that I went to mm. and I was expecting um, people were clapping at certain points, but it seemed like two or three like major uh, claps, uh, the introduction of the Batmobile, um, the, the first time you hear the music. And uh, I guess that was really about it. Um, mm-hmm. There, there weren't, there wasn't a whole lot of like, <gasps> or, Oh my God, you know, or yeah. yeah. So I was but a little shocked honest, by that. That's, that's not what this movie is. <laughs> no, and that's what that's what I'm interested to see is because if the fans aren't hooting and hollering, um, I'm curious what Joe Schmo off the street who hasn't seen a Batman movie in five years is going to think. You know, hmm. um, are they going to be like, "Oh, this is a long ass movie," you know, or are they going to be totally in, in immersed like we were? Um, so it'll be interesting. Uh, first weekend I think will be huge, but that second and third weekend. Keep an eye out. Could be interesting. Yeah, hopefully it has good word of mouth. I want to see it do well. I'm not sure it'll do a billion, but uh, I, I really hope it does well enough to make everybody happy. I mean, in a world where an R-rated Joker does a billion, even though this is a pandemic, um, I think WB is like, we got to do a billion. If this movie doesn't do a billion, oof, it'll be real interesting to see what happens. I mean, worldwide, I, I think that is possible but certainly it's getting china it's getting china okay even though china isn't the powerhouse for american movies as it once was um Mm -hmm. but yeah so like i said just keep an eye on second and third week if it has major drops uh we could be looking at a an interesting next six to 12 months in batman news so yeah Hmm. okay all right so thanks mike for talking batman with me nerding out yet again um and we'll see let's do it again tomorrow well yeah (laughs) let's talk about batman again tomorrow um but yeah we'll we'll talk to you guys later bye bye